Hello and welcome to Speak Your Truth and Look Good Doing It podcast. My name is Camila, or as you've seen me online, Maria Camila. I'm a brand strategist, photographer, and videographer. This work is about amplifying the visibility of conscious leaders and brands who are wanting to leave this world better than they found it. This podcast is about letting ourselves be seen, both physically and spiritually, and highlighting the nuances we experience as we are growing both personally and professionally. Thank you for being here, and let's go ahead and dive in. All right. Hello, welcome to the podcast, and today's episode is about characteristics of negative thinking. Initially, I was going to name this podcast Characteristics of a Negative Person, but something about that just feels so icky to say that someone is negative when I genuinely don't believe people are trying to be negative. I think everyone is at a different stage of their life experience, whatever that means. I don't even want to say journey. It's just <laughs> we're all at different perspectives of this thing called life and business. And I, from this point of view, I feel like I've had a lot of growth, but I've also had a lot of healing. A lot of healing in the way I perceive myself, in the way I perceive life and yeah and so I want to talk about just characteristics that I see that um, are not conducive to your growth and this is assuming that you want to have a business successful online business that you want to build thought leadership and you are a person who is very impact driven you're extremely empathetic. At the same time, you need to create thought leadership and you also want to have a profitable businesses at business. I would say those two things overlap, although this is a podcast mostly about personal branding and it overlaps with this topic. A little background on this and how this came to be is I signed up with a business coach and this is the first high level mastermind I have been part of. I've gotten help for my business before but it's been like brand help or I think you guys have seen marketing coach but it's been distant help. This is the first time that I'm actually getting like one-on-one support from a coach that I feel like I relate to very closely and also these are people like in this cohort, co- the people in this cohort are people that are making way more money than I am and are also selling packages um, at a higher level. So it really is expanding my form of thinking, my form of being, and I still feel the enthusiasm and the high that you feel after being in a room with people that really expand your mind, that help you see to believe that your life can be better, that things can be different for you, that this vision that you have for yourself can really come to life. And I've been in rooms with people that make more money than me, but it's been very, mm, it's been very businessy and very men forward. And this was more of a, 
Latina. I want to say Latinx because yeah, it, there's a non-binary person that's involved. And it's it's like Latinx people getting together. And it's like centered on just what it means to embrace our Latinidad, but still having successful businesses and not self-sacrificing on the way to growing your business, which of course are things that I wholeheartedly care about. I also want to say that my business is not for BIPOC only, like people of color, Black, Indigenous, or Latinx people. Mine is more for conscious entrepreneurs, and I believe that social justice or environmental impact falls in line with that, or just having a human-first business. That's what this line of work is for. Although me getting coaching in a way that feels right to me and my upbringing and my nervous system helps me be a better leader for you and for my community. All right, so that being said, after this weekend, it was three days of workshops, three days straight, and I was so exhausted towards the end of it. I think I was exhausted from travel and from absorbing so much information and just being around people that I'm barely, now that I'm home, I'm integrating and I'm having the time to collect just everything that I learned. And one of the things that the coach said that I really appreciated, she said, I don't want you to be like a good student and just take notes on everything. I want you to just guide yourself by your intuition and you will know the takeaways because you're not going to have to write them down. They're going to be so profound that you will remember them and that is what you needed to hear after these next few days. So I actually did have some takeaways and the takeaways is mostly about Just the energy that we keep around, and this is coming from a person, myself, that is very open-minded. I am such a bleeding heart. I, having had, even when I think I have strong boundaries, I still haven't had strong boundaries, and my lack of enforcing my boundaries, honoring them, respecting them, and respecting myself has hurt me and has really impacted the way I look at myself, look at my business. And a huge takeaway from this weekend was like, I really need to honor and value these promises that I have made to myself. Like I really need to protect my energy because I am a good leader and the way that I function makes sense. It makes sense for my clients. It makes sense for me. And I'm so committed to doing good work, but also just being the best person I can be. And in order for me to be the best person I can be, I really need to protect my energy. So let's go ahead and dive into it. I came up with eight points of characteristics um, that can be considered negative from my perspective. And let's go ahead and dive in. So uh, number one. Uh, I wrote down complaints about their industry without using it as fuel or as an opportunity to they themselves make their industry better or different. So the reason I came up with this is because I think so many times it's so common to complain about the coaching industry, the photography industry, the makeup artist industry, the fashion industry. Like it's so like complaining is so contagious and it's 
it's so easy to start spotting the things that we don't like about our industry. And for a long time, I, I even see this as a past version of myself. I remember just like being like, this is dumb. I don't agree with this. And instead of me channeling that energy to be like, I'm going to take the things that I don't like about my industry and I'm going to put them into my line of work and I'm going to build a brand based on this point of view. And instead of complaining about how unfair the industry is, like for instance, in my industry, it is very common to uh, retouch the crap out of your face, retouch your body. Um, It's very common to, mm, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Like extreme retouching, very common. And I personally just do not like that. I don't like, to me, it's important to have diversity and inclusion and bodies and ability, skills and abilities and diversity, even diversity of thought, even within uh, people of color, for instance, like, like, yes, there's some values that I want people to align with, but there's also like, it's incredibly important for me to also show people's most authentic and truest version of themselves and also cater to people's individuality. And instead of me complaining about how I wish the industry was different, I have taken that approach and it's like, this is a value that's important to me. And that is how my brand was also born. And I see it's so common for people to, again, complain about their industry and complain about it to their friends and, but they don't do anything about it. (laughs) They, it's like, they have this belief that, that like they can't make a difference and that like they can't do anything about it. And I just hope that this perspective serves for you if you are a person that there are things in your industry that you don't like. Leverage that. Leverage the things that you don't like and create a lane for yourself to demonstrate how you are different and how this is actually a value that means a lot to you and use it to your advantage. So instead of complaining about it, which is going to move me to my next point, which is Resisting fundamental business principles because they think their industry is different. So I was having a conversation with a person who, same thing, they were complaining about their industry. And this is very common, I don't, at least like in, actually it's very common everywhere, where you see someone who is half as qualified as you are, but they're the ones that are getting the jobs because they are putting themselves out there on social media. They're making relationships. They're really branding themselves. They're really marketing the crap out of themselves. And their work is okay. And then here you are saying, oh my God, this person's not even as qualified. And then they're charging more and they're getting all the jobs and just complaining about it. And I remember I was having a conversation about this with a friend complaining about the same thing. And then I was like, well, you know, all I kept thinking to myself is, you could use that information of the things that you don't like and post about it on your social media, start educating your clients on like your point of view. And like, that's how you create brand is by you having a different point of view. And sometimes it's a slower process because you're going to have to turn down some jobs because you're going to have to delay gratification in order to find alignment with those people you really want to work with. 
And the response this person gave me was like, well, my industry is this and it's different. And gosh, I remember even thinking that myself when I was a photographer, thinking that creative industries uh, were different than other businesses. And honestly, that belief of thinking that my industry is different held me back for years because I didn't get any business help because I thought my industry was different. But personal branding is something that transcends whether you are a creative, whether you are a designer, whether you are a makeup artist, whether you are a photographer, whether you are a videographer. You could be an influencer. You could be a coach. You could be a fitness coach. You could be a yogi. Like, You could be a CEO of a tech startup and still build a personal brand in order to give your company leverage. I'm thinking, for instance, um, Jack Dorsey, who built his personal brand, but he was the founder of Twitter and also the founder of Square, and how they were able to stand out. I mean, there are other companies that are similar to Square that do transactions, Um. But still, the one that I feel like has like that signature, has like that stamp of just how they stand out different than the others or kind of like the OGs of taking card payments is Square. And I think of that is because of their founder, Jack Dorsey, who he himself has a whole personal brand. And I think we need to stop thinking that we're so different or our industry is different. It's like, no, it is not. And... Again, if you are finding yourself complaining about your industry, channel that energy and start creating your own lane. Like, there's just just no excuse to this. All right, moving on to the next point, which is number three. Resist changes in the way we move as a society, such as utilizing social media as a marketing, marketing tool. And it got me thinking that a lot of people don't utilize social media because they it's like it's so accessible that they don't take it serious and I remember I used to not take it serious for a while because I just saw it as a journal and then I had this reframe where it was like holy crap advertising in the past used to be uh, flyers used to be um, ads in newspapers used to be TV commercials, radio commercials, um, used to be billboards. But now advertising changed because now we have the attention of the public at our fingertips because of social media. And I think we underestimate the privilege that we have to live in the generation that we live in, that it is easier than ever to market yourself and market your business because of social media. And I think it's a non-negotiable nowadays. And so many people just want to start a coaching business or want to start or or they want to be real estate agents or they want to be makeup artists or they want to be stylists. And they think of social media as not that important or they just use it to dump portfolio or kind of like this very secondary thing instead of it being like being at the forefront of their marketing. And I realized that people, it's people's thoughts and their own perception of themselves and their relationship that they have with themselves and social media 
that I believe is an issue, not social media itself. And I personally don't, like, I'm just thinking of people that have a coaching business and they just have a website and, or like, they're just, it's like they're so distant from their online presence to really put their heart and soul into it to obtain clients. And I really think you're doing yourself a disservice by not taking social media seriously and not adapting to that. And just like thinking that word of mouth is going to help you grow the business that you want, the impact that you want, the life that you want. Like, no, like, let yourself adapt. And I think things are going to keep changing. And I think when you sign up to be an entrepreneur, you sign up to adapt. (laughs) You need to be okay with that. And one of them is utilizing social media to grow your impact. So, okay, next one is number four is think they are above building a personal brand and above building community. Again, this has me thinking of people that just use social media to post it's post a portfolio work but they're not actually using it as a tool to communicate deeper with their clients and communicate deeper and build a community with it and build thought leadership. And it's like, or also people that think that they can build something without like build a brand and a business without putting their face on it. And I actually, I think this was actually me. I remember, um, I remember I started my Airbnb business and one of the reasons why I loved starting the Airbnb business was because, oh my God, this is amazing. I can make money without showing my face. (laughs) And now knowing what I know now about personal branding, when you put a face to a business or a brand, that's what makes it more magnetic and more sticky. So if you want to grow, I'm telling you, you are not built above building a personal brand and you really need to be okay with visibility. And I think I, I think a lot of us want to skip that step. It's like we wanna we want the business, we want the community, we want the growth, we want the impact, we wanna live our passions or whatever, but it's like we wanna skip visibility. And I just think that if you could just address the issue that you have with visibility with a therapist, with whoever is helping you work out through this, I think that can have a bigger return on so many areas of your life, not just professionally, um, instead of just trying to like skip that step. So yeah, this whole being above building a personal brand. Yeah, no. Okay, next one is, these are all now that I think about it, overlapping. Um, number five is when I say still running their business with word of mouth. Again, um, if your business sparks word of mouth, I think that's amazing. And that means that you're onto something. But I also don't think that you should rely on just word of mouth to grow your business. And today, like I mentioned in my point earlier, we are online and we're not going to not be online. It's like being online is how we move as a society Whenever we want to look something up, we look things up online and we want to see what kind of reputation a brand or a person has when you go online. And that relationship can be fortified or it can be weakened. 
um, if you don't have a strong social presence, and I'm even saying this myself as a buyer, like when I want to go and look for a service provider, when they have a strong social presence, to me, immediately I think like, oh, I trust this person. Because that is showing me that they want to have a deep connection connectionship, a deep relationship with their clients. That's telling me that they are on top of their stuff. That's telling me that they care about their business. That's telling me that they are putting their reputation on the line and making sure that it's rock solid in order to serve their clients better. And I am more likely to trust a business when they have a social presence. They don't even need to have all the followers. I just want it to be a page where it's addressing questions that I may have. It's showing before and after type of work. It's showing the personality of the person that found it. Like it's really catering to me as the client. And yeah, I just I just think this whole word of mouth thing is just like it's an ineffective way of running a business, especially the more that we advance as a society. So, okay, next up, number six would be more focused on self instead of being in service to others. You know, this actually has me thinking of um, people that are very concerned of themselves, meaning like they're having a lot of self-deprecating thoughts and prior- prioritizing their self-deprecating thoughts instead of being of service to others being of service to their clients and I just think it's important to like even if you're not thinking good thoughts about yourself one day when it comes to showing up online or letting yourself be seen you have to remember in mind like your clients are also the people that are helping you fund your business so it's also important to show up to that part in order to serve clients and not entertain and prioritize how crappy you feel about yourself because only you think that about yourself. No one else does in all seriousness. So, okay, next one is they think they know it all even though they don't have the results. Okay, so there's actually, I'm nervous to say this, but I just think of people that Okay, I'm going to talk about an experience that I had as to why this came up. And it really, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I noticed how much it impacted me and how I needed to have like more firm boundaries on this. But I think it's really easy to come up with opinions about somebody else's life based on things that you've read and seen. Um, and there is a lot of people that will have very strong opinions, even though they've never lived or gone through that experience. And I'll explain what I mean. I remember I was opening up to a friend about my challenges as an entrepreneur. And I mean, yes, I have challenges, but I've also had successes. I mean, I currently work full time for myself. I have my own apartment that I love. It's in a really good location. I moved myself out of state by myself without a lot of help from other people. I mean, I got a little help from parents, but I've done a lot of things on my own and I'm proud of the things that I've championed through on my own. And I started my own business from my head 
And then I also have my Airbnb business and I was able to have a custom home rebuilt. So there are many things that I have yet to accomplish, but I have had some wins that I do feel like I have advanced in the things that I want for myself in my life. And I had a friend sent me down one time when I was talking about um, just my difficulties and challenges as an entrepreneur. And mind you, this is a friend that does not work for themselves. They still work a nine to five. They don't make that much money, meaning like six figures plus. And I apologize if that offends somebody. It's just you'll understand what I mean. And but they have like a very bold, bold personality. And as I was like just sharing, like just the experiencing, like what is experiencing the challenges that I was having in entrepreneurship. This person sets me down and tells me, you chose to be an artist and being an artist is the hardest route. And this is going to be so hard and it may take you 10 years in order for you to accomplish something. So this is what you chose and like basically deal with it. And like this is just what we have to go through as artists. And I remember just being so taken aback by what this person was saying to me or like the audacity that they had to speak to me in the way that they did, even though they don't realize that I have things like I have I have advanced in my career more than they have. And really, all they're doing is confidently. They're confidently spewing their insecurity and their projections of how they can't do something onto me and I remember I it was one of those instances where I I guess I was just so triggered by it that I I didn't even she was so confident in the way she was saying it that I didn't even want to argue on the matter I was like okay like I it's one of those things of like pick your battles and this person was so confident in the way they sat me down and told me that that I'm like, I just, I just don't even want to, I don't even want to mess with you right now. And I kind of just let it be. And this is a person that has more often than not, like given me unsolicited advice on things that personally they don't experience. I think they see it from the outside, but they're not in the arena with me. And I realized that I've been playing really nice and just kind of had an open mind towards this person. But this is, this is one of those times that I realized like oh this is negative negative um projections onto me and like this can really affect me and again this is what I mean by people that have a know-it-all attitude that are very confident about the things that they're saying even though their results are not anything that I would want like I have zero desire to have the results that this person has like I like, yes, I experienced challenges, but I still like my life and I like what I've built. And anyways, I just will never forget that moment of being told, like, this is so hard and you chose a hard life and like zero words of encouragement. And I'm like, please stop talking. And it just, yeah. Anyway, if you have any of those people in your life, They mean well, but it's so incredibly important to protect yourself from other people's projections because really that's all it is. And it's incredibly important to have people to project onto you uplifting ideas and thoughts and energy that 
that nourish your vision that you have for yourself. And unfortunately, not everybody's going to be able to do that. So, whew, yeah. Anyway, so that happened. And then the last one, kind of related to the first one, is gives advice before asking more discovery questions. And I actually run into this a lot uh, whenever I... Like, I just think of the concept of holding space. And my definition of holding space is you listen to the person, you ask questions to see how they are feeling on on a particular topic. And holding space is a matter of, like, helping people find the way back to themselves and respect their process in the way that makes sense to them. And if they ask for your opinion, you give your opinion. Other than that, you do not give your opinion to that person unless they asked you. And I noticed that, again, goes back to the confident people that think they know it all. And it's a characteristic that I see that you share with someone the difficulties of the things that you're going through and instead of them asking discovery questions to help you come to come to your own understanding of that particular situation, they just give you advice on like, oh, this is what you need to do. This is this or like what that person did to me. As I mentioned earlier, they sat there and just gave me advice on like, you chose a hard life and this is going to be hard for you and yada yada instead of like helping me find thoughts that were uplifting for me. So... Yeah, those, in my opinion, are characteristics of negative projections onto you when someone is just super advice giver, are quick to jump and tell you what they think is best for you instead of helping you find your best way to you by just asking more discovery questions and respecting your process. So, All right, so that is the episode for today. It feels really good to express and get this out of my body because as a person who has been, again, super open-minded, giving people the benefit of the doubt and not honoring my way of being and letting people with strong personalities tell me what they think is best for me and me being gullible enough to believe it, it has really hurt me. And I'm in a time of my life where I feel like my intuition is razor sharp and I am trusting myself immensely. And it's incredibly important to be mindful of who you are letting into your mind and ask yourself, do they have the results that I want? Because if they don't have the results that I want, like I don't want to hear you. And I will respectfully keep just a distance from you. So, okay. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found value in this, go ahead and repost it on Instagram. This is what allows this line of work to grow. And other than that, I appreciate you you listening. And I will catch you on the next episode.